And welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour. I'm your host, Justine Ward, and each week we bring you a classic show from radio's golden age. This week we have adaptations of two operettas from the most popular composer of the 1890s through World War I, Victor Herbert. His songs featured in many of the movies of Jeanette MacDonald and Nelson Eddy. Both of these operettas feature a male lead who is not ready to settle down to matrimony. Enjoy the Railroad Hour, The Only Girl, first broadcast March 3rd, 1950 on NBC. Ladies and gentlemen, The Railroad Hour. And here comes the star-studded show train. Tonight, the Association of American Railroads presents the romantic Victor Herbert operetta, The Only Girl, starring Gordon McRae and his lovely guest, Dorothy Warren Show. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and our music is prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. Yes, tonight, another great musical success is brought to you by the American Railroads, the same railroads that bring you most of the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the fuel you burn, and all the other things you use in your daily life. And now, here is our star, Gordon McRae. Thank you, Marvin Miller, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. In tonight's performance of The Only Girl, the brilliant new singing star of opera, concert, and radio, Miss Dorothy Warnshold, plays the part of the beautiful Ruth Wilson. And I play Alan Kimbrough a famous librettist who is looking for a composer to collaborate with him in the writing of his new musical comedy. And what do you think happened to him? Well, just listen. Good evening, Mr. Kimbrough. Do you wish dinner at the usual time? Yes, Saunders, the usual time. Will you be dining alone again? Yes, I'll be dining alone. Any messages? Uh, will your friend Mr. Bunky stop by a little earlier with a young lady? A young lady? Yes, they're getting married on Saturday. Oh, no, not Bunky. Well, well, well. Another good man gone wrong. And Mr. Corksy called. He's getting married, too. Corksy? What woman harpooned him? Well, he didn't mention the lady's name, sir. Well, I know one thing. No woman's going to put a wedding ring through my nose. Uh, Beg pardon, Mr. Kimbrough, but it isn't natural for a young man like you to live alone the way you do. Don't you ever pine for a woman's hand around the house? No. And I don't pine to have a woman's hand in my pocket, either. Bachelors don't learn a bit of sense from their married friend's experience. They just stick their heads into the noose Like a silly sentimental goose Each one thinks the other man a fool He's the one exception to the rule He says I'll be happy when I'm wed Later on, he makes it when I'm dead For when you've got the ball and chain around your ankle And the stony-hearted jailer is your wife There's no virtue in repentance You have got to serve your sentence Which is labor hard for life You've a number and you bet your wife has got it Any hope of a reprieve is all in vain Matrimony is the crime for which they've got you doing time While your ankle wears the ball and chain when you wear the ball and chain around your ankle And the stony-hearted jailer is your wife There's no virtue in repentance You have got to serve your sentence Which is labor hard for life You've a number and you bet your wife has got it Any hope of a reprieve is all in vain Matrimony is the crime For which they've got 
interested in meeting the right young lady, Saunders. What I am interested in meeting is the right composer. Oh, I almost forgot, sir. Your publisher phoned several times this afternoon. Did he say anything about finding a composer for me? Uh, no, he said he was looking. Oh, that's too bad, Saunders. I have the play all written and I'm completely stymied until I find the right person to do the music. Oh, I beg pardon, sir, but the composer who wrote the music for your first show is in town. Mm, he's not speaking to me. Oh. Well, then, there's the one who wrote your last show. I'm not speaking to him. I don't know what it is, Saunders, but composers are the most unreasonable lot on earth. Oh, listen. They're playing that melody again in the apartment upstairs. Isn't that a beautiful theme, Saunders? I wonder if it's the man's own composition. It certainly is pretty, sir. Pretty? Well, it's a gold mine, properly used. Do uh, you know anything about the people upstairs, Saunders? No, sir. Well, take a note to them for me, will you? I'll send my compliments and ask if the composer will give me the honor of a few minutes of his time. Come in. Mr. Kimbrough? Why, uh, yes. I'm Ruth Wilson. You sent this note up? Oh, oh you're from upstairs. Uh, your brother isn't at home, then? No. Well, he's just gone out to give a cello lesson. Well, uh, sit down, won't you? I'm writing an operetta, and I need... A composer? Oh, yes. How fortunate. That theme I've heard your brother playing. Did you accompany him? Yes. Uh, would you like to hear the song? Song? Are there words? Yes, my father wrote the words long ago. It's called, When You're Away. Well, that's fine. Sing it for me. Thank you, I'd love to. Oh, 
beautiful song. Beautiful. I could use both the words in the music. That is, if your brother's willing. Oh, he won't mind. I need some lighter melodies, too. A gavotte, a march, and some waltzes. Oh, how wonderful. When can we begin? We? Why, yes. Well, I don't know how you work exactly, but, well, I'm sure that if I read the book and then you gave me some of the lyrics, I might... You be... might? Oh, now, look, there's some misunderstanding. I'm talking about a collaboration with your brother. Well, why, my brother doesn't write music. He only plays. Then you wrote... Yes, it's my composition. Oh, you have no idea what this means to me. I've worked and struggled, but, well, it just seemed like nothing was ever going to happen. And then... Suddenly, right out of a clear black sky, your note. But I, I can't collaborate with a woman. But, oh, you like my music. You said you like my music. Oh, to think that a woman had to grab that theme. Well, why shouldn't I? Are women any less artistic than, or emotional than men? And what is music but emotion set down in bars and eighth notes? It's and... quite impossible. Collaboration means weeks of constant work together. Disagreements, arguments. You can't have disagreements and arguments with a woman. You can't? No. They pout and sulk. That's a woman's whole nature. You have a very strange conception of women. Well, I learned about women the hard way, by experience. Well, I certainly shan't force myself upon you, Mr. Kimbrell. Goodbye. Now, wait a minute. Don't you walk out of here like that. Uh, women. They'll put you in the wrong every time. Saunders? Uh, yes, sir. You got me in a fine kettle of fish just now. Do you know what you did? There. Now, isn't that just like a woman? She's dangling that theme in front of me for spite. But it's not going to work. It's... All right, Saunders. Go get her. Yes, sir. wanted to see me again. Now, look here. If I can ignore the fact that you're a woman, can you ignore the fact that I'm a man? Oh, I think I can if I really put my mind to it. Good. I'll take a chance on it. We'll be like two machines tuned up for speed. I'll turn out words and you'll turn out music. Animated by one powerful belt, ambition. You call me Kim, I'll call you Wilson. What do you say? It's a bargain. We both have hit on a wonderful scheme. To realize my fondest dream, I now have a good that dream. We're practical, we for we both hate to sing. And a metal nature, this would be good. Two machines, according to our compact, we just two machines and nothing more. You write the book, I write the score. second act of The Only Girl in just a moment. But first, nobody has to tell you how the increase in the cost of living in the last 10 years has affected our daily lives. One thing it has done is to make us all quick to recognize good values in the things and services we buy. And typical of really good value is the price you pay for railroad transportation. For compared with the prices of other things, railroad rates today are not higher, but are relatively lower than they were 10 years ago. Prices generally, and this includes the prices which railroads themselves must pay, went up long before railroad rates did. And they have gone up about twice as much on the average as the prices for which railroads sell their services. So if it were not for the way railroads have held down their operating costs, today's transportation charges would have had to be much higher than they are. One thing which has helped railroads hold down costs is increased traffic volume. For the more railroads have to haul, the cheaper they can haul it. And then there have been the improvements in equipment and methods made possible by research and investment. 
Such things, for example, as diesel-electric locomotives, centralized traffic control, which enables single track to carry almost as much traffic as two, improved metallurgy and design of steel rail, and so on through a long list. Just since the end of the war, railroads have spent more than $4 billion on new equipment and better plants. In these and hundreds of other ways, railroads work to hold down their expenses. To do so requires volume traffic and continued research and investment for still greater efficiency. The benefits of which are passed on to you in the form of better service and rates lower than they would otherwise have to be. That's another reason why it's good business to do business with the railroad. And now, here is the second act of The Only Girl, starring Gordon McRae and his guest, Dorothy Warren Show. Well, now, let's see. We've got two waltzes, we've got the gavotte. What we need now is some sort of a march, a war song. Here's to the land we love, or something like that. You know what I mean, don't you? Um, something like this. That's right. They're the easiest songs in the world to write. The words aren't easy. Oh, sure they are. I'll show you. We'll write it together. I'll write the first line, you can write the second. And the first one who's stuck for a line has to pay for dinner. Okay, let's go. I see the soldier lad go marching to war. Although he has no idea what it is for. With flags and banners flying, the enemy defying. Clouds are crying his parade. He'll bravely rush into the thick of the fray. Although he'd rather rush the opposite way. With victory still his motto. He fights because he's got When bugle sounds the call to arms. Here's to the land we love, boys, home of the brave and the free. While our flag is proudly waving up above, boys, we will never bow the neck nor bend the knee. Forever to the land we love. And here's to the land we love. Here's to the land we love, boys, home of the brave and free. While our flag is proudly waving up above, boys, we will never bow the neck nor bend the knee. The girls that we left behind, boys, faithful and true, they stand. So then here's a help forever to the land we love, and here's to the love we love. <laughs> there, you see how easy it was? And now what we need is a big second act curtain. Yes, well, that should be easy. Are you tired? Oh, no, no, nothing like that. Machines don't get tired. Hmm, that sounded a little sarcastic to me. Well, maybe it was. Hmm, Wilson, what's the matter with you? Look, Kim, I've tried to be a machine, but... Well, we both agreed the moment either of us weakened, we'd quit. It's no go, Kim. I just can't take it anymore. Well, take what? Well, that cold, indifferent, cynical manner of yours. Now, Wilson, you can't leave me now. Our work is nearly finished. We've been a big success together. This show's going to be a hit. Our work, success, that's all you ever think about. Well, what else is there? What else? Why, there's love and happiness, and there's self-sacrificing and suffering for those we care for. Those are the big things in life. I don't want to turn out to be an it like you are. An it? Say, who do you think you are standing there and talking to me like that? Good night, King. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've got just the idea for the finale. This quarrel we've just had. Instead of looking for a way to part the lovers, we'll let them part themselves. We'll write a quarrel scene. That's it. They're alone in the wilderness. They're conscious only of the fact that they have reached a crisis in their lives. He tells her she must, for her own sake, as well as for his, carry out their original agreement. And she... Well, don't you see it, Wilson? She... Wilson. 
How do you know? She's gone. That's right. She should go. That's what I'll have her do. And he'll stand there, benumbed by silence and wonder. He'll wonder if this is the end. If she's ever coming back to him again. And then in the midst of that silence, he faintly hears her singing the love theme from afar. He listens rapturously. And slowly the curtain falls. Dinner alone again tonight, sir. You mean she still hasn't returned, Saunders? She isn't upstairs, sir, if that's what you mean. But she left this apartment last night at six o'clock. Where could she be? What does her brother say? Uh, he isn't there either. All right. If she wants to stay away, I can work without her. That'll be all, Saunders. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, now, let's see. Where was I? Oh, yes. I was working on the lyric of personality. Now, let's see. The girl who's trying out for the lead in the show comes into the manager's office, and she sings. There's everything in personal appearance. With perseverance and proper press work, you may manage to find many rich and generous adherents who will assist you in many little ways. All right, but on the quiet. Why should I try it when I'm a riot playing just myself? Your art will never get you any money. It's funny, but it's your personality that pays. There's everything in personal appearance with perseverance and proper presswork you may manage to I try it when I'm a riot playing just myself. Your art will never get you any money. It is funny, but it's your personality. Well, I, I think the lyrics all right. Now I'll Wilson Saunders. Saunders, listen, she's back. Yes, sir, I hear. Well, go up and get her. Yes, sir. No, 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 Saunders, wait a minute. Perhaps it would be better if... Yes. I'll go up, Saunders. Ruth! The name was Wilson last night, wasn't it, Kim? Where have you been all night? My brother and I stayed with my aunt. She wasn't feeling well, and well, besides, it's none of your business anyhow. I didn't sleep all night. That's very unfortunate. Confound it! You might help me out a little bit. Help you out? In what way? I'm trying to say I'm in love with you. You're what? I'm trying to say I'm in love with you. What's this? Your third act curtain? It is, so far as our love story is concerned. Oh, darling, I'm in love with you. Will you please marry me? You're really in love with me? I'll show you if you'll give me half a chance. In love with me? Well, when on earth did that happen? I couldn't tell you, honey. It just happened. Somewhere between the first and the third act curtain. You know something, Kim? That's exactly when I fell in love with you. Promise me, love, that we never shall Oh, oh, oh. 
pardon, sir? Yes, what is it, Saunders? Are you having dinner alone again tonight? No, Saunders. There'll be two for dinner from now on. Well, congratulations to both of you. Uh, begging your pardon, Mr. Kimbrough, I told you that's what would happen when you met the right girl. Well, I've not only met the right girl, Saunders, I've met the only girl. We'll be back in just a moment. Our thanks also to Eric Snowden for his performance of Saunders in tonight's production. The Only Girl with Book and Lyrics by Henry Blossom and music by Victor Herbert was adapted for radio by Gene Holloway. The Railroad Hour is brought to you each week at this time by the American Railroads. Remember that whenever you ship by rail, your money is working in four different ways. It pays for safe, dependable transportation. It helps ensure better and more economical service in the years ahead. It promotes business for industry and jobs for people in all parts of the country. And it means taxes that help pay for the education of your children and the general public welfare. Yes, for the country and for you, it's good business to do business with the railroads. And now here again is lovely Dorothy Warren Show. Our thanks to you, Dorothy, for being with us tonight aboard the show train. Well, it was a great thrill, Gordon, and I hope I'll be invited back for a return visit very soon. Well, I'll tell you what. You let us know when you finish doing Tales of Hoffman on television back east, and we'll see what we can be arranged. I will, thanks. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'll be listening each Monday night. Well, we're doing Jerome Kern's wonderful score for Sonny next week, Dorothy, and our guest is a gal with whom I've made many, many records, the charming and very popular Miss Jo Stafford. Sounds wonderful. I'll be listening. Good night, Gordon. Good night, Dorothy. All aboard! Well, it looks as though we're ready to pull out. And so, until next week, goodbye. Only Girl has been presented by special arrangement with the Tams Whitmark Music Library. Gordon McRae will soon be seen in the Warner Brothers Technicolor musical, The Daughter of Rosie O'Grady. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and our music prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. This is Marvin Miller saying goodbye until next week for the American Railroad. And now keep tuned to your Monday night of music on NBC. <laughs> Stay tuned for Eleanor Stieber and Voice of Firestone on NBC. You're listening to the Old Time Radio Hour broadcast each week over the World Wide Web with your host, Justine Ward. Next, we have another wonderful Victor Herbert operetta set on Long Island. An Italian prince has married an Irish-American girl, making her Princess Pat. She needs to make sure he is ready to be a faithful husband. The Railroad Hour, The Princess Pat, first broadcast May 22, 1950, on NBC. And here comes the star-studded show train. Tonight, the Association of American Railroads presents Victor Herbert's enchanting operetta, The Princess Pat, starring Gordon McRae and his two lovely guest stars, Dorothy Kirsten and Lucille Norman. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and the music is prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. 
Yes, tonight another big musical success is brought to you by the American Railroads. The same railroads that bring you most of the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the fuel you burn, and all the other things you use in your daily life. And now here is our star, Gordon McRae. Thank you, Marvin Miller, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Well, tonight we have an abundance of good things. Two lovely guest stars from the Metropolitan Opera, Dorothy Kirsten, and from the nation's airwaves, Lucille Norman, and from the pen of Victor Herbert, a memorable score. Here's the Princess Pat. That music make you think of Neapolitan nights, the Isle of Capri, sunsets at Sorrento, Vesuvius rising like a proud giant over the blue waters of the Mediterranean? Well, that's where my palace was, in the Bay of Naples. My name is Prince Antonio di Montalvo. When you get to know me better, you can call me Toto. When I left the Bay of Naples to follow a lovely Irish girl halfway around the world, a girl named Pat. And when she finally married me, all her friends in Long Island called her Princess. The Princess Pat. Oh, Pat, it's so strange to think that you're a princess. Why, it's no different from being Mrs. Jones or Mrs. Smith. Any woman who's in love with her husband is a princess, Grace. That's a happiness I'll never know, Pat. They're making me marry a funny old man named Mr. Schmaltz. That's awful. What's he like? Oh, he hasn't got anything at all. Except a million dollars. Don't marry him. I have to. My father has lost all his money. Oh. It's the only way I can help. The strange part is that I'm in love with Mr. Schmaltz's son, Tony. But he won't have a cent if he marries without his father's permission. Take my advice, Grace. Grab Tony, money or no money. Why, I wouldn't have cared if my husband were a prince. Or a street cleaner. I love him, and that's all that counts. Life is but a the time we Seek to be with a
Carmilla. It's Toto. Ah, my beautiful wife and the beautiful little friend. How are you enjoying America, Prince? It's wonderful. Every girl here is almost as lovely as my wife. As Long Island is surrounded by water, so I should like to be continually surrounded by such beauty. I wish I was an island in an ocean of girls Surrounded by them far as I could see And like the little waves that play That kiss the shore and run away So I should like to have them play with me Just one and then another comes a-slipping along A creamy white was in your arms she curls as with one sudden fond embrace, he splashes kisses on your face. Oh, for an island, what a place! An ocean full of girls. I wish I was an island in an ocean of girls, surrounded by them far as I can see. And like the little waves that play, that kiss the shore and run away, so I would like to have them play with me. Just one and then another comes a sleeping along, a creamy white within your arms she curls. myself. <gasps> Pat, if you're going to flirt with anybody, why not Mr. Schmaltz? You could make Toto jealous, and at the same time, keep me from marrying that awful millionaire. I'll do it, Grace. Where is everybody? Where is anybody? <laughs> Everywhere I look, I find nobody. <laughs> That's Mr. Schmaltz. Ah, oh, there. Oh, hello, Pookin. <laughs> Mr. Schmaltz, I'd like to present the Princess Pat. I'm very pleased to meet you, Mr. Schmaltz. Isn't she lovely, Mr. Schmaltz? Oh, well, I tell you, women are my strongest weakness. <laughs> I'm told you're a leader of men, a captain of industry, a giant of commerce. I'm loaded. <laughs> You've heard of Schmaltz's Bavarian chicken fat, ain't you? Mm-hmm. A household word. Schmaltz's chicken fat is perfect for shining your shoes, <laughs> frying your schnitzel, or the polishing the furniture. And making a million dollars. Our <laughs> other specialty is goose grease. Use the grease geese. I'll geese cry for that. <laughs> Mr. Schmaltz, I have a question to ask you. Yeah? How would you like to be an island in an ocean of girls? Bring on the waves. <laughs> then let's go for a little walk, Mr. Schmaltz. In the forest where it's shady and... Romantic. Hmm, imagine this. A princess on the arm of the chicken fat king. <laughs> I tell you, it's spontaneous. We'll see you later, Grace. I think it's going to work. Caramia! Caramia! Oh, Grace. Where did my princess go? Uh, she was uh, called to the house for a moment. Uh, Toto, if you were trying to set the stage for a romance, how would you do it? Well, music. Always soft music, the language of love. This is what we do in Naples. You make love to a beautiful woman, and in the distance, the straight singer helps to tell her what is in your heart. Toto, a very dear friend of mine is trying to be romantic at the moment, and needs help like that. Let me hear how it would sound. Always happy to help a romance. And the sun is at rest, the shadows now fall. In the heavens, a radiant star is shining. And softly as the night drops her sable mantle, there's a nightingale singing. Of his love for a rose Madly 
my heart is beating as I long for my hour of meeting. Vision of beauty and grace. I await your embrace. second act of Princess Pat in just a moment. But first, the other day, Jim Berryman, well-known cartoonist of the Washington, D.C. Star, was awarded the Pulitzer Prize for the Outstanding Cartoon of the Year. Although stories about Mr. Berryman appeared in newspapers everywhere, few people learned that the first picture he drew, at five years of age, was of a locomotive pulling a freight car. Today, he still is an ardent railroad fan. The Berryman family has an extensive model railroad system, and when they travel, they look forward to going by train. Each time, they try to take a different, well-known train, and there are few famous-named trains with which they are not intimately familiar. Mr. Berryman is but one of hundreds of thousands of persons, including many leaders in business, the professions, and the arts, whose hobby is railroading. Throughout the country, there are rail fans who build and maintain model railroads, who collect both historical and modern railroad objects of almost every kind, and who take trips by rail just for the pure pleasure of going places on trains. But whether or not you are a rail fan, you will enjoy traveling by train. Since the end of the war, the railroads have installed enough new passenger cars to make up nearly 400 new trains. They represent the latest in today's styling, appointments, and invention. Cars are spacious, well-lighted, have comfortable seats, large and well-equipped lounges, and hundreds of other improvements to make every mile of your trip more pleasant. Yes, the person who travels by rail has unsurpassed comfort, convenience, dependability, and safety. Extras which mean so much, whether the trip is to the next city or across the continent. This is another reason why the railway is the best way to travel. 
Here is Act Two of Victor Herbert's The Princess Pat, starring Gordon McRae and his two lovely guests, Dorothy Kirsten and Lucille Norman. You hear that? She's my wife. She's out there in the forest with another man. Well, it serves me right. I thought it would be fun to be an island in an ocean of girls. And I turned out to be a mud skull. Because, you see, my beautiful princess, Patricia, with her lovely laughing eyes, was using those eyes to flirt with old man Schmaltz. <laughs> see? Oh, princess, you are fascinating. How do you do it? Every time you flash your eyes at me, it's like electricity. Then I'll flash them once again. I am electrocuted. Whether young man or old man, or timid or bold man, there's one thing he cannot resist. Is the glance of your eye, which he takes to his But perhaps you would like to be killed. And so great his conceit is, your conquest complete is, He's in for an awful surprise. When he finds to the shame of him, you have made him of him. Princess. But, Mr. Schmaltz, remember, I have a husband. Forget about him. Married men never make good husbands. <laughs> Kiss me. No, please, not so fast. Armia! Armia, where are you? Quick. Kiss me. Yes. No. Yes. This is typical of a woman, all right. What is going on here? Oh, the husband. Oh, hello, Toto. I'd like you to meet a friend of mine, Mr. Schmaltz. He's in goose grease. Mm, I'll make goose grease out of him. Toto, don't do anything. If you just step over this way, Mr. Schmaltz, we'll arrange the details of the duel. <laughs> a duel? Ach, every time I take a woman's hand, I put my foot in it. <laughs> now, you just tell me what weapons you prefer. Pistols, rapiers, swords? I or... prefer chicken for that. <laughs> into such a mess, how did I get into that? Grace. Grace, yes, sir. It's working. He's so jealous he's challenged Mr. Schmaltz to a duel. Oh, that's awful. No, it's wonderful. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. Ever happy, ever 
the object of your affection isn't even man enough to stand up in a duel. Oh? He ran off. He said to tell Grace he'd never see her again. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. He's taking his Upper Bavarian chicken fat business back to Upper Bavaria. And he leaves his son to you with his blessing. You see, Grace? I told you everything would work out. But what about us? Don't you love me, Toto? I'm afraid it's too late. Oh, for you. to make to you. Oh, what is it? I was only flirting with that man to make you jealous. Oh. I didn't like the idea of your being in an ocean of girls. I felt like a wet rock. Well, I promise never to look at an ocean again. And how about you, Grace? Oh, I'm off to find Tony, the chicken fat prince. Why, Pat, I'm going to be the princess fat. <laughs> <laughs> you know... This whole thing ends just like an operetta show. Where love is best of all. Far from life apart. Oh, nature's heart. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Dorothy Kirsten and Lucille Norman will be back in just a moment. And right now, we want to thank Sam Hearn, who was such a delightful Mr. Schmaltz. Princess Pat, with book and lyrics by Henry Blossom and music by Victor Herbert, was dramatized for the Railroad Hour by Lawrence and Lee. The Railroad Hour is brought to you each week at this time by the American Railroads. When soon you lay away your work for that well-earned vacation... Remember that the best way to start your vacation and end it is on a safe, comfortable train. You start your vacation the minute you get on the train and relax. You have room to stretch out and roam about. Luxurious dining, lounge, and observation cars to visit. And on your return trip, 
You retain that relaxed, rested, ready-to-tackle-anything feeling. Yes, the railway is the best way to travel. And now here again are Dorothy Kirsten and Lucille Norman. Well, thank you, Dorothy and Lucille. It was wonderful to have both of you on board. And you know, Dorothy, next week, uh, Lucy and I start traveling on the summer show train. Sounds like a wonderful trip. I'm all excited about it. Yes, we're going... Oh, I forgot my accent. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take the show train back through the years, stopping each week at one particular year to dramatize the events and sing the songs of that era. We start next week with 1927. Mm Mm-hmm. Our regular crew will be along, too. Carmen Dragon and Norman Luboff. And, Dorothy, we promise you a mighty tuneful summer. Well, it sounds charming. Best of luck and bon voyage to all of you. Well, thank you, Dorothy. And we hope you'll visit us again many times next season when we'll again bring to life the great musicals of our generation. Good night, Gordon and Lucille. I'll be listening to you both all summer. So long, Dorothy. Well, it looks as though we're ready to pull out. And so until next week, goodbye. Princess Pat was presented by special arrangement with Tam's Whitmark Music Library. Gordon McRae is currently starring in the Warner Brothers Technicolor musical hit, The Daughter of Rosie O'Grady. Gordon McRae is guest editor of a Look magazine feature you will enjoy, Photo Quiz, in the new issue of Look on Newsstands Tomorrow. Dorothy Kirsten appeared through the courtesy of Lucky Strike Light Up Time. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and our music prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. This is Marvin Miller saying goodbye until next week for the American Railroad. And now keep tuned for your Monday night of music on NBC. Thomas L. Thomas sings on the voice of Firestone. Hear him on NBC. You have been listening to the Old Time Radio Hour, broadcast each week over the World Wide Web. You can subscribe at no charge through Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or RSS. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you can join us again next week for another hour of entertainment from the golden age of radio. Until then, this is your host, Justine Ward, saying so long for now.